you know, it's shown that she's competent, that she is, um, you know, she's got a lot of good artistic and design skills, um, and that um, she and Ludacris are fucking. Uh, so, you know, I think she is supposed to be like, a, you know, if you all like, if, you know, she's she's like the first girl boss of the franchise, I think. If, if we're, ah, I don't know, Letty is a real girl boss. Is Letty thing. is a real, really Actually, I don't boss. think so, right? Letty is not a girl boss. She's like a bad bitch. I think there's a difference. Okay, let's get into it. What do you, what is what is semantically the difference between a girl boss and a bad bitch, Aaron, according to you? Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations, all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm a hoasis. And this week, we shift into second gear with Too Fast, Too Furious. Before we lament the lack of Michelle Rodriguez in this film, rem- remember you can help us on Mortified, the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for our monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Aaron. You know what time it is? Is it time to shift into second gear? It's time for ignition and straight automobile pimp. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> a line in this movie. Man, 2003. That was a good year. Was that the tagline? No, no. I don't know what the tagline was. I thought it was just, I don't know, something stupid. I'll look it up. But, um... Um, the actual tagline of this film is, how fast do you like it? So, Layla, how fast do you like it? I like it furious, is the thing. Excellent, good. You're exactly the right headspace to talk about this film. Um, so listeners, you might be wondering, uh, we already talked about the Fast 1 and Fast 7. Why bother talking with about any of the films in between? Uh, and the answer is that, well, because Layla and I can no longer talk about video games, we have to, um do different weird and serialized monthly episodes um and we've decided to <laughs> do the entire fast franchise because apparently fast nine is very good um and we're gonna have to work our way up to that yeah so it's gonna be fast two through six we're gonna skip seven do eight and the spinoff and the nine <laughs> Uh, yes uh and unfortunately that does mean we have to watch this one which i am hoping is um not maybe representative of the later films. I'm hoping this is kind of, uh, you know, a franchise still finding its feet. Uh, because I was, you know, I was pretty disappointed by this one. You know, this 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 film got pretty negative to mixed reviews. Um, I don't think that maybe it was that bad, right? If you know going in what fast movies are, you should be, like, pretty, pretty fine with it. No, I thought it was pretty bad. Um, oh, well. <laughs> here's also the thing. I have seen this film before. And I completely did not remember it. It was like I was watching it for the first time. Um, and the other thing is that I didn't watch it per se. 
Mm-hmm. I put it on while driving and listen to it like a podcast. Ah, you got the audio only too <laughs> fast, too furious. Which, let me tell you, during the car chases, uh, when there's police <laughs> sirens, that gets a little bit unnerving. Yeah, I expect. Uh, oh, but you, man, doing it while driving is actually the ideal experience to watch any fast movie. <laughs> you really get the fucking 4D surround sound feeling. <laughs> Well, that, and it's ex- extra funny when you're uh, me driving an extremely practical hatchback. <laughs> Listen, okay, fucking Paul Walker is driving, like, a Subaru in this one, so, like, it's not that far off. His sports car, his, like, core sports car is not that fancy, I don't think. That's true, and he does drive um, in nine, I, or, nope, one of the later nope. ones, he drives uh, a minivan. So, was it seven? No. I feel he like drives it, a minivan. It, it is seven. It's seven. The last one he's in, he drives a minivan. Um, yeah, so you know what? It, it's really good. Um, it's a Nissan Skyline, which is not a sports car, I don't no, think. But, but no, they no, treat no. it like one. Uh, Maybe it was it's a very sports funny. car in, in 20, whatever in this two, came out. 2003. Um, Lord, really? Yep. First one was 01. Time flies. Wow. Um, but yeah, so Layla, um, do you want to try to summarize what happened in this film? Is it is it your turn or is it my turn? Um, I think it's my turn. And here's the thing. Um, Paul Walker as Brian has to go undercover again, um, sort of, to take down a mob boss, um, I think. And a mob boss has a hot girlfriend and because Michelle Rodriguez is not in this movie. Oh, sorry, not Michelle Rodriguez. Because the entire conglomerate uh surrounding vin diesel is not in this movie there's no family there's no family uh there's a hot lady for brian to ogle the entire time um they have some chemistry but you're really missing vin diesel in this um so he is being helped out by um uh, roman uh tyrese and tej uh, ludicrous who formerly was jaw rule <laughs> in this role and we'll talk about aaron why, what Aaron found as to why Ja Rule did not return. Um, and yeah, hijinks ensue. I wouldn't say there's much more story than that. Um, it's it's quite forgettable. And again, I did listen to it like a podcast. Aaron, are there any like standout details that you want to <sighs> fill in? The main thing is that like the main tension of the story is so... Uh, Eva Mendez is this mob boss's like, you know, she is an undercover cop. Um, and Paul Walker and um, Tyrese are also being, you know, pressed into service by the police so they can take down this mob boss. And basically, like, their whole deal is to work with Eva Mendez to, like, you know, you get it, get him. But, like, in order to, you know, figure out what he's doing, he basically makes them, like, dick around with his goons for a while until they pick up, like, a bunch of cash. And then they drive it to an airport. Uh, and then he makes it look like, um, you know, they went to a different airport or, like, or a different place. Um, and instead they go to a boat, uh, and then Eva Mendez is like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Um, and then Paul Walker drives a car into a boat, and, and, but then she doesn't even need rescuing, so it's fine. Um, there's a lot of really, uh, like, all the stuff with the Mog boss is really nothing. Um, the, the main character stuff is, is the, 
is the characterization between um, Brian and Roman, right? Their their past relationship, you know, um, specifically, you know, Brian becoming a cop and then soon after Roman being, you know, incarcerated. Um, and he never forgave uh, Brian for that, both becoming a cop and, you know, allowing him to be in prison. Um, you know, th- that's that's all that kind of happens in this. Like, the, the rest of the, the stuff is, like, really boring. There's not, you know, th- there's, like, a... Uh, a heist but it's like not even a heist it's like getting a cigar out of the a cars it's it's really boring um yeah like i think some of the action set pieces are good but like there's the story is really nothing in a, in a really disappointing way do you want to know why i couldn't even begin to tell you that ava mendez was a cop the sound mixing in this motion picture is fucking atrocious um and i don't know if that's just because of the way it was uploaded to youtube.com I don't know if that's just the way that the highway on the Interstate 90 in New York is, <laughs> but I had to when like constantly be turning the sound up and down because the dialogue came in at a whisper and the cars came in at a roar. I mean, that's actually like a pretty apt metaphor for this entire movie. It's like, you're not really here for the talking. You're here for the, the hot, you know, 2000s fashion um and the cool cars and and the revving engine sounds you know the all the talking is really immaterial you know we'll we'll get into it but uh you don't really need to hear anybody's you know actual thoughts or opinions in this movie here's the thing about enjoying this film as one would enjoy a podcast Mm. there is surprisingly little dialogue Mm -hmm, exactly You you come to find out uh the car's engine noises are dialogues unto themselves as far as the fast franchise is concerned you know and that's kind of really in the spirit of the fast franchise you learn to speak without words right you learn the language of the engine and i think you've really tapped into that uh you know you're already very (laughs) you you speak like three or four languages right so i mean what's what's a fifth you know the the language of uh gears and motors too competently and too very poorly but uh you know it's uh let's let's put it this way i it was very interesting to notice the absence of vin diesel yeah no um let's let's get into the character so we can talk about the absence of vin diesel because his you know like i said before we started the podcast uh you know his absence is like you know like gravity um and it's it's you know very palpably felt um, also uh listeners uh layla's uh sweet boy toulouse is holding on to her shirt for dear life as we record this episode so if you uh, hear any kitty kitty noises i have been gone um since thursday it is currently sunday um and this lad will simply uh he just needs he needs uh, contact right now and there's nothing i can do about it <laughs> We have a we have a guest uh, on the podcast today. He will remain silent. We hope. Um, let's. I mean, how did you feel about uh, fucking uh, Paul Walker's character? How how did you feel about Brian? Brian's fine. Brian's always fine. You He's know what fine. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Brian does what Brian needs to do. He doesn't have an arc in this story, really. Like, uh, so he is introduced by like uh, Ludacris calls him up. He's like, "Hey, we need a fourth person to do this race." Um, and, you know, Brian's like, oh, I'll be there in four minutes. And he, he drives and he goes to the race and he wins it. Uh, and I was like, wait, so they're not going to, like, have him lose the race, like, gallantly? Like, you know, what what you know, what know are we setting up for this character's motivation here? Like, there is a throwaway line about how he, you know, he needs money. Um, and he wins, like, $10,000, which is, you know, that's a lot of money. You know, good for him. Um, 
but like he, his character doesn't change. He he you know he he talks about how he wants to have a better relationship with uh, with Tyrese with with Roman, uh, and he gets that. But like Paul doesn't make any significant choices. Uh, he just sort of drives super good, and everyone's like, "Wow, he's super good at driving," uh, and that's it. And it's completely fine. Yep. That's, and you know what, even, like, the super good driving really didn't impress me without Vin Diesel there. There was one car race where I was like, oh, uh, did he just show up and Vin Diesel is there? And they still have that weird, tense relationship from, from what happened in the last movie? No, it's just some dude. It's literally just a guy, yeah. Um, he doesn't, he shows up at the very end, but he's not important. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He he has some good lines, but like all of the great moments that Brian has here are because of his playing off of uh, Tyrese, who I think does a great job at being the hapless sidekick. Um, you know, what was your audio impression of Roman? Um, Tyrese did a great job. I'll put it this way. It took me a while to figure out what the fuck was going on. Um, and I, they had a good bro chemistry. Um, and I, you know what? I'm just really glad that, uh, Tyrese and Ludacris took breaks from their music careers to lend (laughs) their talents to this motion picture film. Um, because if Roman wasn't in this movie, I think I would have turned it off and messaged you and said, hey, maybe we group this one with Tokyo Drift. Yes, uh, without without Roman's character and his like, you know, relief, his his like jokes and his, uh, you know, being a funny kind of doofus, uh, this would be a v- unwatchable movie. Um, but I wanna I wanna set the character. I've I've dropped a link in the chat, but I will read. There's a screenshot when they're doing like background checks. The mob boss is doing background checks on these guys. Uh, they pull up like a um personality profile from the miami police department on roman pierce um and it reads like this this is an extremely egocentric individual who cannot take the criticism of others or tolerate shortcomings of any kind he would further be described as someone who requires instant gratification for his impulses and who can react violently when those impulses are not satisfied he is glib and superficial but also extremely manipulative in bold letters (laughs) he must be dominant in all relationships with women he can also become very possessive and irrationally jealous of those he feels are not spending enough time attending to his needs in his sexual relationship (laughs) um and that's that is the way that the movie (laughs) yeah you didn't see this what i want to know in this universe what corrections officer dated roman pierce in the past and then wrote that (laughs) dragged his ass like oh my god um yeah, no, like, it, the movie just, like, makes Roman the butt of every joke. Probably my favorite bit in the movie is when they are going to, you know, break into this car to steal an important package. This uh, Corvette, or I don't remember what it is. Um, but he, like, they both, Paul Paul Walker and, and Tyrese both roll up at the same time on this car. And they see it there. Um, the car's, you know, sitting there in this impound lot. <laughs> Toulouse has successfully knocked my host's uh, headphones completely off. Uh, Layla is breaking down, sobbing. I'm going to... Oh, he's... I'm going to wait. This is all getting edited out. Please continue. Um, so they both drive up to this, this car that's parked in the impound lot, and... Um, 
Roman takes his shirt off and wraps it around his hand because he's like, oh, we gotta, we got to get into the car. Uh, he breaks the window of the car, uh, and then uh, Brian looks at him and just opens the car. It was unlocked. <laughs> and I was just like, that's a good gag. Um, and it's like extremely good characterization of what their relationship is like. But, you know, I, I think I think he is... I, I think Roman's character is deployed best in those kind of funny, silly, over-the-top moments. So that scene I actually did see because I was at a red light. Um, <laughs> and I did enjoy that. I am so constantly confused as to who the audience is for these movies because the way that was shot with Roman taking his shirt off, they lit his pecs and his abs to show every fucking line. I needed to get sunglasses. There was so much glare all coming off of his glistening body. I could see the glare through the glare on my phone screen (laughs) in my cup holder in my practical hatchback. Uh, yeah, no, like, listen, this, this movie, you know, we've talked about this earlier, this franchise does a good bit of sexualization of, of women, right? There's plenty of women wearing, like, you know, very revealing bikinis, and, and, and there's a lot of, like, you know, ass shots of Eva Mendes, but, um, we see Tyrese, and he's fucking jacked. Uh, Tyrese, call me? Like, I don't know what else, <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like, you look great. Um, speaking of Eva Mendez and her ass, I did also see the shot of her, not for the first time either, this one I remembered, uh, of her in that white bikini. They tanned Eva Mendez to a crisp for this movie. Yeah, she was very brown. I mean, she very, looked, very she looked tan. Great. Looked great. Um, unfortunately, they don't give her much to do. She's just sort of like the cool cop who's like, also, like it's it's there. There's a tension between like whether or not she's flipped over to work with the big bad guy, um, but like it's that's really nothing. Like there's no no indication that she's ever like really on his side because he's like such a huge douchebag, um, and and she's like pretty into Paul Walker. So it's just, like it, it's you know it's a boring bit of characterization. I wish they gave her her more to do. Um, you know she seems cool. I hope she got paid well. I hope she got paid super well because she worked hard for that ass and it was uh, very thoroughly captured in this motion picture. Um, you know, yeah, I wish I had more to do, but like, what what did we expect? Um, so let's talk about um, why Ludacris was, uh, as, you know, a... Uh, 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 occasionally called Luda, was in this movie instead of uh, Firefest Scam King Ja Rule. So I'm going to read straight from the Wikipedia. <clears throat> ja Rule, another prominent rap artist who appeared in The Fast and the Furious, was originally tapped for the role of Tej Parker. Ja Rule was offered $500,000 for the role, which was more than what he had been paid to appear in The Fast and the Furious, $15,000. <laughs> Um, according to Singleton, who is the, um, somebody who is, uh, I guess who knew about what happened, Ja Ja got too big for himself. He turned it down. He turned down a half million dollars. He was acting like he was too big to be in the sequel. He wouldn't return calls. The director then hired Chris Ludacris Bridges as a substitute. (laughs) So Ja was just like, no, no, you paid, you underpaid me severely for this. You will not get me back for a half million dollars. Do you remember what Ja Rule even did in the first one? 
presumably the same thing that Tej does here, which is just like, here is my garage. I'm going to let you talk to some people. They're going to upgrade your car. That's it. Yeah, so it's not like Ja Rule's presence, like, made the movie, right? It just, I vaguely remember that Ja Rule was there. Yeah, exactly. He was in the credits. Um, you know, he, he serves as a vehicle to get Paul Walker in touch with, with uh, Dom Toretto, right? But, like, he doesn't, he's not an important, he's not a load-bearing character. <laughs> no, uh, but you know what? This replacement does uh, help me when I pitch Fast 9 to people, because I look them dead in the eye and I just go, Ludacris goes to space. <laughs> and that's how I pitch Fast 9. <laughs> it's an extremely effective pitch, I must say. Mm-hmm. Uh, who the fuck is Suki? Uh, so Devin Aoki uh, uh-huh. is, I would assume she's in Tokyo Drift because she she is at least pitched as being like either Japanese or like you know, uh, of, of mixed race. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure, but like they, they introduced her at the very beginning and then a little bit in the middle. Um, but basically she's just like the girl driver. Um, and she, she comes second to, uh, Paul in, in the first race. And, you know, it's shown that she's competent, that she is, um, you know, she's got a lot of good artistic and design skills. Um, and that, um, she and Ludacris are fucking, uh, so, you know, I think she is supposed to be like, uh, you know, if you all like, if, you know, she's, she's like the first girl boss of the franchise, I think. If, if we're, ah, I don't know, Letty is a real girl boss. Is Letty thing. is a real, really Actually, I don't boss. think so, right? Letty is not a girl boss. She's like a bad bitch. I think there's a difference. Okay, let's get into it. What do you, what is, what is semantically the difference between a girl boss and a bad bitch, Aaron, according to you? Uh, in the taxonomy uh, of um, powerful women, right? Mm-hmm. We have we have our we have our our mean hotties. Mean um, hottie, got it. We have our girl bosses, and we have our bad bitches, right? Uh, you know, we've talked, we've documented our love of mean hotties, you know, thoroughly throughout this podcast. We don't need to go over that. But a girl boss is somebody whose um, motivations are, you know, primarily financial, right? You are trying to to make money. You are trying to, um, you know establish yourself uh, on an equal level to you know a male in a hierarchical structure right a, a man right i don't think that's what letty ortiz's character is because i think her whole thing is not about money um or, or establishing herself as, as the as part of a hierarchy i think she is like just fiercely protective of dom um and in that way she's like uh becomes the head of the hierarchy uh by default right she it's not her you know, even though he is like technically the man, you know, that heads the family, right? She she's the power behind the throne. Um, you know, people will come to her because they respect her and she she's very talented and powerful. But like her her goal is not to climb the ladder, right? A girl boss's goal is to be, you know, the CEO, right? Letty has abolished the the system of capital in which, you know, we have CEOs or or people at the head of a structure, right? She she's in it solely because um it is her divine right, as she has claimed, with with blood and and sweat. Um I, I think Suki is much more of a girl boss in that she's like, you know, girl power, we can do it. You know, this is feminism in 2003. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with that assessment. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving me the opening to this podcast without me having to look for it. <laughs> yeah, I have a master's degree now, so I'm uh, pretty good at um, saying a lot of bullshit that doesn't mean anything. Um <laughs> 
but yeah and i like suki i wish that they didn't make ludicrous so creepy towards her i hope she's in uh, uh tokyo drift that's all i can say can't remember we're gonna find out um fun fact about the driver um of the actress sorry um devin aoki did not have a driver's license or any driving experience prior to the film's production and took driving lessons during filming <laughs> incredible incredible honestly that's feminism that's feminism that's um, feminism do you have any feelings on the bad guy or the bad guys to henchmen no they were fine they were fine. Um, at one point, Ludacris sets one of their cars on fire. Or not Ludacris. Um, uh, uh, Tyrese does. Uh, and they just do a bunch of weird, stupid bits. Uh, and they hate they hate each other. The bad guys, henchmen, hate uh, Paul Walker and Tyrese. And it's very funny. I'm... Yep, that was not captured in dialogue. That was all no, physical comedy. It's all physical comedy. <laughs> There's you you would not know that this at all. It's really it's, it's uh, wild. The good cop and the bad cop I did get a sense of because they actually have lines. Um and when I tell you that one is blatantly evil and one is you know, cop. Um yeah. truly who subtlety who? We don't need these films are, don't need subtlety. They don't. And I celebrate that. Do you have any feelings about the cops? Um, not really. Great. They were fine. <laughs> Where the fuck are Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, Aaron? There is an answer to this. So, Vin Diesel was offered $25 million to return in the sequel as Dominic Toretto. However, he refused after reading the screenplay as he felt that its potential was inferior compared to that of its predecessor. Rather, he chose to appear in The Chronicles of Riddick. According to Variety magazine in 2015, he was less than taken with what the screenwriters had in mind for the film. They approached it like they did sequels in the 80s and 90s when they would drum up a new story unrelated for the most part and slap the the same name on it. However, Diesel reflected on his decision in a July 2014 report from Uproxx saying, I would have said, don't walk away from it just because the script sucked in Too Fast, Too Furious, <laughs> because there's an obligation to the audience to fight, no matter what, to make that film as good as possible. Um, and you know what, Vin Diesel, I'm glad that you recognize the um, earning potential of franchises. Uh, good for you. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> okay. The Chronicles of Riddick. Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia, is a 2004 American science fiction action film written and directed by David Twohy. It follows the adventures of Richard B. Riddick as he attempts to elude capture after the events depicted in the 2000 film Pitch Black. Vin Diesel reprises his role as Riddick and acts as producer. It is the first and so far only film in the franchise to be giving a PG-13 rating. The film received negative reviews and was a box office flop, despite being the highest grossing film in the Riddick franchise. There's a reason we don't talk about the Riddick franchise, I I think. Hey, Aaron. Mm Mm-hmm. What? Dame is in this film. Dame. I only know like two. Is it Judy Dench? Judy Dench is in this film. Interesting. <laughs> I want to have a conversation with Judy Dench's agent. Judy Dench's agent is off his fucking rocker. <laughs> 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 <Her> accounts. <laughs> 
hey, is this movie going to have a bunch of really shitty CGI and shit writing? Yeah, Judy would love to. I'm taking 20% either way. Bye. Oh, Holy my God. Shit. I just, like, I'm beside myself at the fact that, oh, my God, I forgot she was an Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, oh what I, that's what I meant when I said shitty CGI and shitty writing. If it's got those two elements, there's a good chance Judy was in on it. Judy, I hope you're making fucking billion, billions and billions of dollars from the work these people are putting you through. The fucking disrespect. Um, wow. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me on that detour. I do think we should watch the Chronicles of Riddick is the thing. You think so? I do. I do. I really think we should maybe do Pitch Black and Chronicles in one episode just to save us. Just to see if they're both not extremely terrible. I mean, they are. Yeah, it seems like they might suck is the problem. But do they suck in a fun way? Ah, there's only one way to find out, I suppose. Hey, Aaron, uh, why don't you think we should have started in 7? I feel like this one was just, like, so underwhelming in a way that, like, it it contains a lot of the ingredients for where um, the franchise is going to go, right? Like, there's a couple interesting stunts, like... Um, I really liked the, there's like a bit where there's just like car wrestling, like, um, the actual term for it is like demolition derby, right? But it's basically just car wrestling, just driving cars at each other. Um, and like, that's fun. Like I said, there's a part where, um, Paul Walker drives a car onto and into a boat, which I, which I liked quite a lot. Um, but like, it's not getting to like the wild bonkers, like, completely unbelievable bullshit that like i was just adored in seven like the rock is not driving an ambulance into a predator drone um like i want it to be a little bit more absurd and like in 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 this era right i don't i don't know like we're not really in the grit era like 2003 is a little bit um i want to say it's too close to the 90s to be grit but like they are trying to tap into like the the you know quote-unquote like uh, underground street racing culture um like i read i read you know a lot of the reviews and in wikipedia it basically seemed like they were trying to appeal to black americans um and also white americans in, in a way that like they had no idea how to they just like put rappers in in the show and were like hey you all like this right which you know maybe not the best way to appeal to a broader audience but like i really think they should have lent leaned into um like more of the goofiness that like you know ludicrous goes to space is an incredible pitch right but like this one which is like um tyrese watches as a man drives a a car into a boat is a slightly less effective pitch um and, and like you know starting at seven which is such a high bar for the franchise um you know I, I was very disappointed by this one yeah i can't remember the like scale of escalation for three but it does start getting quite insane um basically there's like a flat line and then a completely wild ramp up um to what we see in seven and then i love to tell you this it keeps going Seven is not, like, peak insanity. Seven is honestly pretty tame compared to nine, and I haven't seen eight, so I'm very excited to find out what that's like. Uh, Or, for that matter, the Rock and Jason Statham spinoff. Oh, yeah, we gotta cover Hobbs and Shaw. Um, Yeah, no. Um, But, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, 
th- this film, you know, one thing that surprised me about this film, uh, this is going to get into some weird shit, is that there was like a weird amount of anti-cop ideology, which I'm, you know, I think is fine. Um, but considering this came out in 2003, which is to say post 9-11, I, I thought it was very strange. And um, I'm wondering like how much of the this series, like quote unquote restrainedness is, is coming from the influence of 9-11 on media. Uh, <laughs> like, well, you can't, you know, you probably couldn't do the car, driving a car into a building thing, uh, you know, in 2003. It does always go back to 9-11 is the thing. Um, <laughs> there's, like, several studies on how our media has changed after 9-11. But honestly, I don't remember cops being heralded as heroes after 9-11. Firefighters, I remember kind of that's being prob- the yeah, big ones. That's right. No, I, I just, I felt like, I feel like there was, you know, more, more respect the troops, respect our, our boys in blue shit. Actually, that's probably going to be more now uh, in our current era, but we won't talk about that. Not until we get to the new movies, which I feel like the new movies have to get really absurd because you can no longer involve local police in the shit these people do. So, <laughs> you know, you're talking about like three letter organizations that don't even exist anymore. You know, you got people like Mr. Nobody. Like, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> Our favorite Kingdom Hearts character. <laughs> King of the, that's Xemnas' uh, day, day job name. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nobody. <laughs> Uh, that's what Sora calls him when he forgets who he is, when he mm-hmm, loses his mm-hmm. final brain cell. Exactly. Excuse, excuse me, Mr. Nobody. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, you know, uh, this one was, was a disappointing. I wanted to see more wild, um, bonkers, bonkers stuff. And, uh, you know, I just hope that we're going to, we're going to see more of that. Um, we do go to Japan on the next one. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to see a lot of drifting. There is, I'm not going to lie to you, drifting central plot point. It seems like it, but um, my understanding is Paul Paul Walker's not the sa- the central dude, is he? I cannot remember. I because I saw the first um, like twenty five percent of it, um, and I don't think I don't remember seeing Paul Walker. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I have like vague recollections of all of these movies at this point in my life, and all I remember is that three and nine are my favorites. So we're gonna find out if that holds up. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Uh, cannot wait for that to be a thing. Um, so I do want to maintain our tradition of ranking things. I think this one's quite easy, right? So we've seen one, two, and seven. I feel like our ranking right now is seven, one, two. Yes, I think that's that's pretty clear. Um, I didn't think one was incredible, but like it had Vin Diesel, it had Michelle Rodriguez. That alone puts it above two. Michelle Rodriguez truly carrying this franchise on her beautiful, beautiful back. Mm-hmm. can't yeah. wait to to see her again i miss letty so much i miss letty also very very well we're gonna see we're gonna see michelle rodriguez again this year also in avatar 2 oh my god yeah is she is she back did they resurrect her i'm sure there's gonna be at least a flashback yeah i hope so to uh, catch because... audiences up on what happened in the last i don't know 11 years between movies it hasn't even been 11 years it's been 13 was it 09 yeah oh boy well all right audience in this already loose episode time for time for uh a segment we should have probably put up top we're gonna do it now um time for avatar watch um, I wish there's is there an av- there's not an avatar theme song is, is there? there i'm sure there is i think they got one of the big composers to do the score but i don't remember which composer and i don't know what it sounds like just imagine uh across the um 
the news screen of your podcast is just a little Chiron in papyrus font that says Avatar Watch 2022. Um, I'm going to bet that the composer was Hans Zimmer. Let's see. Avatar. uh, You don't think they got uh, J-Will? It's either. It's it's James Horner. Oh. But James Horner, uh, composer for Titanic also. So. so. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, James Cameron. There we go. Makes sense. Yes. Um, so, uh, time for Avatar Watch. Uh, so we did get an Avatar update recently. Uh, Avatar 2's title is uh, The Way of the Water. Uh, and I do remember seeing something a long time ago um, about... Hold on. I do remember I do remember seeing something about uh, the actors being trained uh, to hold their water for six minutes. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. Who do you think is in this film? Uh, so Jake Sully, the guy who played Jake Sully, he's in this correct. film. Sam Worthington is here. Yes, correct. Sa- Sa- Th- Sam, Mr. Worthington. Uh, apologies. Um, who played Neytiri. Zoe Saldana. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, correct, correct, correct. Um... Who played the redheaded scientist? Sigourney Weaver also back. She's also yes. back. Uh, um, I think most of the other uh, Navi were killed. Um, what other? There's two names here that I'm I'm fishing for. One was in a different movie that James Cameron director, and we just found out that uh, James Horner composed for. Is it? Leo DiCaprio? Actress. Is it Kate Blanchett? Kate Winslet is in this fucking movie. Kate, Kate Winslet, yes. Holy shit, why? And one other extremely relevant family man. Is Vin Diesel in the way of water? And Google sure says he is! What? <laughs> See, listeners, I knew we'd bring it up all the way back around to the family. Holy shit, this movie's gonna own. Yeah, okay, Wikipedia says new cast members include Kate Winslet, Cliff Curtis, Edie Falco, Brendan Cowell, Michelle Yeoh, Jermaine Clement, Una Chaplin, Vin Diesel, and CJ Jones. Okay, I guess. What? I want to see Vin Diesel's character. Um... I am... Michelle Yo, Michelle Yo, They're just throwing everyone at this film. <laughs> Cameron said in 2006 that he would like to make sequels to Avatar if it was successful. So that's insane. Um, <laughs> they needed to literally develop new technology to film performance capture underwater. The yeah. budget is $250 million human dollars. That is a lot of human dollars, I fear. And Vin Diesel and CJ Jones have been cast in undisclosed roles. Yeah, a little secret. A little secret. Maybe they'll be maybe they'll be I would love Vin Diesel to be one of those fucked up Panthers, actually. Uh, I get on my back, Sam. I mean, he's gotta be a villain, right? Uh, I hmm. here's the thing is that if we speculate about what the plot of this movie is going to be like, we're going to be wrong because there's no way that we'll make it as racist as it actually is going to be. 
Well, Mr. Cameron stated that it will be a natural extension of all the themes and the characters and the spiritual mm. undercurrents. Basically, That's if, a you threat. Love, if you love the first movie, you're going to love these movies. And if you hated it, you're probably going to hate these. Which, you yeah. know what? I gave James Cameron a lot of shit for Avatar. That's incredibly self-aware. <laughs> He knows he knows what he's doing. The man, you know, you don't make a bil- several billion dollar movies without knowing exactly what the fuck you're doing. Uh, I guess. Um, yeah, no, but um, the good news is, uh, you know, they they've got the name. They've announced big lists of the casts, and most importantly, in about two weeks, we're gonna get a trailer, folks. Uh, we're gonna see footage of Way of Water. So. Um, just keep your fucking eyes peeled because uh, eventually me and Layla are going to meet in person and watch this fucking film some sometime uh, in, in 2022 uh, and then record the most unhinged live episode of Mortified uh, ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, we might record in the same room and I won't be sober, so. No, no, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're going to get tattoos and we're going <laughs> to... We're going to get drunk, and then we're going to watch Avatar. That sounds like the perfect day, and I'm sure your wife will be thrilled to hear that. Yeah, um, no, she's excited. All right. Well, Aaron, I think we've gone thoroughly off course. Um, Listen, if you can't keep up, you're just not fast or furious enough or mortified. I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's fucking true. Uh, Layla, when we are not both dunking on slash praising James Cameron uh, and fighting your cat... Uh, where can we be found on the internet? You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and I don't know, man. I'm just vibes. What about you? you can find me on Twitter at AaronSXL, where I tweet about tabletop RPGs, health policy, and writing. Uh, you can find my website at A-A-V-O-I-G-T.com. I just put up an essay about why Elden Ring uh, works for me um, and um, why I still think that I don't know that I can continue to play for Unsoft games because Elden Ring is special. Um, if you're interested in reading about that, you can go to aavoit.com. I do another podcast with my friends, Michael and Josh. That's at the Bible boys on Twitter. We are eventually going to record this episode about Constantine. Um, hopefully that will happen tomorrow. Uh, but we, it is finals week. We are all going through it. So hopefully things will uh, get back to normal over on the Bible boys cast. Um, our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla, when we are getting in the driver's seat, about to speed away from another episode of Mortified, what do we tell our audience? <laughs> Ejecto Cito, man. It works. <laughs> I love this button. <laughs> Great. Good. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs> Ejecto seat. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about the ejector seat. <laughs>